0: a little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. The Lord really began to work in my heart the new season we're in. And He really began to put on my heart in a strong way that, that it, we really actually saw this during uh, prophet praying on New Year's Eve. But when we read out of Zechariah that Jehovah of hosts kept coming up, the Jehovah of hosts, which is the Lord of hosts. And when I was seeking the Lord about all the stuff going on in the world and all the stuff going on in the end times, and really we've gotten a lot of bad teaching on end times. We've gotten a lot of fearful teaching on end times. And I'm not saying it's going it's, it's to be an awesome time for those who know God and don't want to serve wickedness it's gonna be a time of a lot of shaking and having to make a decision if you're not all in. Just know. So, so basically, this is what, those who are completely sold out to God, love God, love letting him sanctify your heart, make you holy, love dealing with the issues. I mean, it's hard. When God shows you stuff, how many know it's not fun? Amen. If you think it's fun, we'll set you free right now. But, but he wants a holy bride. And so those who are willing or yielded, To say, Lord, I want to be holy. I'm willing to face the things that I've ran from. I'm willing to deal with the wrong doctrines I've believed in. Whatever it is, God, I just want you. I just want Jesus Christ, amen? I just want truth. I want to know my Heavenly Father, amen? I want to yield to the Holy Spirit with all of my being, all that that is. I want everything of spirit of error to be out of my my doctrine and my heart. I I just, I don't want to be afraid of the things of the kingdom, amen? I want to enter the kingdom, but I want to, I don't want counterfeit, you know what I mean? It's like, Lord, help me in this thing. Just make me so hungry for you. So we've really entered into the season of God preparing the bride, Holy Spirit is preparing a bride for his son, an intimate um, group of people, people who are so in love with Jesus, sold out to Jesus, empowered by Jesus. The word of God says really possessed by Jesus, possessed by the Holy Spirit, completely his. Death to self, completely living for God. So it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It matters that you're in God's will. And, and, And so... So for those people, this is an awesome time. For those who are lukewarm or have any of those sins, you see when he warns those churches and revelations, put this off. If you've got some of that stuff or any stuff that you know he wants you to put off, can I promise you this? You will have to put that off somewhere soon. So I would just recommend just make it easy and get before the Lord and get rid of it now. Amen. Amen. he's, you're not going to be able to be lukewarm in the season that we've entered into up till now. You could, a lot of people have been, but now that everything is shaking, you have to make that decision. He will not make it for you. You have to make it. And then there are those who love wickedness. Now, loving wickedness can be loving intellectualism. Okay. Loving wickedness can be doing good and thinking how good you are. Does everybody understand wickedness is not, there's evil and then there's wickedness. Wickedness is agreeing with everything the Antichrist is doing. And the Antichrist is going to make things look really good, even though below the surface, there's been a lot of evil and wickedness to get to, quote, the greater purpose. A lot of that is about to be exposed in our nation. A lot of it's been exposed. People just aren't paying attention. So, I'm going to go to Zach. the other night, right before, um, right before the uh, New Year's Eve. I had a really powerful encounter with God. When I say I have a powerful encounter with God, I'm not bragging. I'm telling you, God's awesome. I'm telling you, His presence comes, and He just the Spirit of the Lord comes. And he just sits there. You can literally feel where he's at. I don't see him with my eyes. I've only seen the Lord with my eyes. One, two. Two times I know, maybe three. Well, three, yeah, because I saw. Three times I've seen him with my eyes. That's been a long time ago. And I would love to see him again, just so you know. I act, Lord, I want to see your face. I but I see him with my spiritual eyes all the time. Amen? And, and I hear him with my spiritual ears all the time. Whew. Yay, God. Anyway, I won't get into all that I shared that night, but he, th- I'll be sharing it at some points. But the Lord began to talk to me because of something I kind of put up in the atmosphere. And because um, I, I just talk to, I hang out with God all the time. And I just said, Lord, is there anything you've really given me that the church needs that you want me to have a bigger sphere of influence for your glory? Because I, I, I don't know that I know that there is. And, and I'm watching HGTV and, um, and like within a few seconds without any heavy-duty prayers or anything, the presence of God, the Spirit of the Lord is right there, so strong. And he's kind of laughing. He goes, and he, it, I love him. Amen. He's so fun. I, I just pray you die to self and enter into something so real with him. And he uses scripture the whole time he talks to you, just so you know. But he doesn't actually put in there Ephesians, forces, this. For me, he doesn't. He just, it just comes right out of him because he's the word. So anyway... So he's showing me some things. I won't get into all that. Um, but he's showing me some things. Let me talk about it Friday night. That he's really given this ministry. That he's really given us to take to the body. And, and he starts showing me vision for this church. And what's going to happen here. And all this kind of thing. And um, that I was going to go away for a few days and fast and pray about. And he goes, I'm going to save you some time. <laughs> he just told it to me. He was like, well, that's really cool. But anyway, so I'm talking to him. And so while after he tells me all these things that I was asking him, he says, I want to teach you out of Zechariah 5. And he taught me some in 4, but I'm not going to get to that today. And he taught me Zechariah 5. Okay, anyone who has known me any length of time knows that I kind of stay away from revelations and the prophets. Be- because it's so heavy-duty, deep and symbolic. And it's like, Lord, let me hang out in Matthew you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I can, and I can get all those letters that you write. Lord, I really, you've given me revelation. I get those. I understand those. I can teach those. I can teach who you are. But let's get somebody else to teach this other stuff. Isn't he funny? He's hilarious. He's like, I'm going to teach you this. Where we're weak, he's strong. So, so this is so not my, my comfort zone. Amen. But when he comes and shares this, he's so clear. So he told me this for the election. And, and already since we prayed this um, on New Year's Eve, already there was a big breakthrough yesterday. I don't know if you've heard this. But there's going to be at least 11 senators. There was well, just one, 11 senators who are going to demand that there is a 10-day investigation from a uh, nonpartisan group into the elections before they will certify the winner guys that happened right after God showed me this and we prayed this are you saying it's just you know I'm just saying we did what we were called to do and it was powerful what he was here and it's different okay and so I'm asking the Lord I said Lord you've got to show me you've got to show me this is you so he took me to Zechariah um which is like the second to the last in the Old Testament and I think it's five. Let me check. He showed me all of Zachariah. He's been teaching me Zachariah for about a month now. But he had me go to this. And he says, um, Zachariah 5.1, and, be- and, and I again lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a flying scroll. When you see a scroll, it's actually the word of God, okay? It's, it's something he's releasing in his word. And he said to me, what do you see? And I answered, I see a flying scroll. And it tells us lengths and it's width. God's very, very specific. He's a very much a detailed God. I'm not a detailed, I'm a concept person. I'm not a detailed person at all. Um, but God's very much a concept and a detailed person. Amen. My husband's a detailed person. He's an engineer. So you can just imagine our house, right? I'm like, ah, oh, just put the paint up that way. Cindy, you don't do it that way. Well, can't we just do it? anyway? So we have very much complete concept. Oh, I see this. This is great. This won't take long detail. Cindy, we can't do that till I have a vacation. We, you know, what are you talking? Anyway, so God's, God's got a sense of humor. He said to me, this is the curse. So this thing that was being sent, this is the curse that goes forth over the face of the whole earth. For from now on, everyone who steals shall be cut off according to this curse. And everyone who swears, and the other says swears by his name falsely, shall be cut off according to this curse. I'm sitting there reading this going, Lord, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. He says, and so he says, read the next line. And I will bring it forth, says Jehovah of hosts. So this is coming forth from who? The Lord, the Lord of hosts. Okay, let me give this revelation to you because you're going to see this a lot. It's in, old, it's in the Old Covenant, especially prophets, um, hundreds of times. It's not at all used in New Covenant because you, you go from Hebrew to Greek and they didn't use the same terminology. In the Greek, you're gonna see the word almighty. In the old covenant, you're gonna see Jehovah of hosts. You also can see almighty in the old covenant too. All right, which we'll talk about that when we get to Revelations one, probably not today. So the Lord, the Lord says, I want you to get this. So I want everybody to get this. We're in a battle right now for this nation, amen? God's desire for this nation is to be a light in the darkness that's getting very dark. Amen? There is nothing in prophetic scripture that says the United States of America will actually, we will not be one of those world leaders that we've been watching him talk about. U.S. is not one of them. Amen? Which either means the U.S. is going to be completely wiped off the map which China would like to see happened. And I actually believe some of our leaders would not mind seeing that happen. There's a plan to do that. Satan's plan is to wipe the U.S. off the map. How many think that's not a good plan? Amen. Well, God doesn't think it's a good plan. God has in scripture an eagle that protects Israel. So God is, I believe God's will for the United States is that we be a powerful nation that comes against the antichrist system and that we keep Israel protected like the force they're afraid to reckon with um, until what you just saw in scripture near the very last of the uh, seven years of the last, amen? So when, when we're looking at all the corruption, if you're paying attention at all and all the stuff, I'm not asking God, although I'd have no trouble asking God to, to turn this whole thing around um, against the scheme of the enemy, but we actually don't have to ask God to steal anything. We just have to ask God to expose what the enemy is trying to steal. Amen. There is so much data about it. I, I, when I went home last night, I watched a legit watching it with my own eyes. As in Georgia, they had experts explaining that is impossible. We probably will be in Facebook jail for this one. That it is impossible for numbers. In other words, in Georgia, when, it, when the lights went out in Georgia <laughs> and they kicked everybody out, amen. Um, what happened was, this is impossible. These, this is real data now. This is the legislators listening to this. This was an actual watching it. So I, I came home and I, I happened to find it. Lord had me watch it. You can never, ever have the way election is set up. These are experts. You never have numbers go negative. In other words, if somebody was given 7,000, it'll never show up negative 7,000. For Trump and the, and the one they were showing, but it happened a lot of places, it wasn't just a matter of a bunch of more ballots going in. That's hard to they can prove it. They can show, they showed the inconsistency that this many ballots cannot be fed in in that amount of time and be normal, especially when they sent most of the people home. But somebody was shoving some ballots in. But the part that's beyond question is, in the thing they pulled up on the data, this many votes were deducted from Trump and the exact same amount were given to Biden. That is completely only capable through fraud and only capable through a machine that's been programmed for fraud. It's pure straight out evidence. Now, I believe that if there's that kind of fraud, I don't even personally don't think they should have to prove the numbers. Why is a party that's trying to lead our nation actively and blatantly participating in fraud and anyone think that it would be okay for them to lead this nation? But they actually have enough numbers in Georgia of that fraud without the other fraud to prove it. So they're about to decertify Georgia. When we got home from our prayer the other night, which I'm gonna tell you about, um, they had just given, I think Arizona to Trump. In other words, three states have already very much in the process of flipping since the prayer the other night. Now, how do you know it was our prayer? I'm not saying it was our prayer alone. I'm saying all the other prayers have been prayed and prayed. This was something new God gave me. This was something I haven't heard anybody talk about. This was something that kind of floored Steve and Maria at first until the Holy Spirit got in and had me share it and and speak it. Because we're taught not to curse, aren't we? But it says right here, this is the curse that goes forth over the face of the whole earth for from now on. And the Lord, when he was talking, he says, this is the now on. And anything about Zechariah, if you study it, and we'll do some of it, is in time. It even talks about the return of Christ. It talks about him sitting in the temple again. The whole thing is in time. There's no question about it, amen? So he's saying, it's so cool, I put all that in the Old Testament prophets. So he's saying, from now on, he said to me, this is the now on. From now on, everyone who steals, the Lord says, those who are stealing this election shall be cut off according to this curse, this thing that God's released. And everyone who swears shall be cut off. It goes on. It says, I, and I will bring it forth. Says who? Jehovah Host. People, do you get what Jehovah Host means? He was telling me so strong. He says, Cindy, I am the Lord. I am the commander of all the angels. It doesn't get better than me. Everybody's looking for a patent. Everybody's looking for somebody. I am the God. I am. It doesn't get any bigger than God fighting. And was like, all this worry and all this fear and all this unbelief needs to be broken. Because I need a people who believe in who I am and what I'm saying, and what I'm proclaiming, and what I'm doing. Cindy, I am the Lord of hosts, and from this day on until my return, you need to recognize me as the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the angelic army, the king of the army, the king of kings, the ruler of the army. He, Guys, he is fighting this himself against Satan. Does anybody think Satan's going to win, the one who's already lost? Does anybody think the creation can overcome the creator? No, but God has chosen to make us his body. He has chosen to give us the keys to the kingdom. Do you get the keys to the kingdom? Cindy, whatever you bind on it, whatever you forbid, whatever you come against, whatever you say can't happen on earth, I, Jehovah of hosts, will release it in the heavenlies. I'll release angels to do it. He's not asking us to release angels. We've been kind of off a little on that one. We're supposed to come in agreement with the Lord and in his intercession and, and release. But the Lord's like, but you got to get more specific and see what you're stopping. Shoo. So we're going to stop this virus. Amen. Because it's nothing but an assignment of the enemy to try to put everybody into bondage and submission under Antichrist. Amen. I'm kind of tired of it. Ho! I'm tired of, I'm tired of somebody setting up in code or whatever and saying, there's a deep winter. There's a worst strand coming. Well, that worst strand can just die right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The blood of Jesus is over this building in my house and my son's house, and it's not coming in. It's tried. We had a Holy Ghost party. Somebody came in who actually had it in their system, didn't know it. We had a Holy, Post, Holy Ghost party so high, so wild, so mighty. Most of you would have left mad. And guess what? Not one person got it. It was over two weeks ago. Not one person got it. Except the the family that had it and they're fine. Because it couldn't come through those doors. That's why I'm not afraid. Because he promised me. But if I don't do what he tells me and I don't go where he requires me to go, See, everybody thinks just because I'm saved, I got it all. No, not because you're saved. Because you you're got, you saved, you go to heaven. If you die, praise God. The rest is requiring of growing up and going deeper and getting mature and, and letting go of things and being healed and set free. That's why our teaching is so powerful and our Tuesday nights are so powerful. Well, that's a kind of boring night. Yeah, isn't it boring to get sanctified and made holy and get everything out of you that Satan has put in you so that you can walk in the authority that God has for you? You know what? It's not as fun as worship. It's not as fun as, as just, going to a uh, a conference where people fall out or you hear whatever amen but he didn't tell us just to have fun he told us to be sanctified and made holy and hate what he hates he told us to yield to his holy spirit to do the work of tearing down everything in us satan's put in us and let's be real satan's put stuff in you i don't if you don't know that you're already in delusion amen and whatever's in you you have no authority over it so god's in this work we're getting ready to see the whole church enter into this so get ready but he says to me, and I will bring it forth, says of Host. How many believe he's gonna bring it forth? How many knows he does nothing? He says so, he does nothing till he reveals it to a prophet. Well, you might not recognize me as a prophet, and that's fine, but most other nations where I go recognize me as a prophet. Amen? Whoa, and usually what I prophesy almost always happens. Maybe none of them hasn't. If, it, if I ever missed it, I apologize, okay? I'm not boasting about me. I don't even care about titles or names or anything. I don't even want anybody to call me anything. Just who whatever. Hi Cindy, you know what I mean? I just do what he shows me to do. And he's pretty fun with it. We all need to grow up and enter in. I mean, to go to the Philippines and prophesy to a mayor to stop the takeover of land in the Philippines when I don't even know what I'm talking about and it all came to pass is miraculous. And that's when I knew, oh gosh, I must be at least a prophet. You can't go and talk into governments and stop an entire place from being taken over by Muslims. Amen? So I I don't care. I'm who he's made me to be. Amen? And, And I died to self to go there and I'm called and I'm chosen. Amen? And I believe a lot of you are and everybody has different things they're doing. But it's time for us to grow up and enter into all he has for us. And when he tells you to do something, do something. If he tells you to be here on a night, you need to be here. Your intercession gift is nothing if you're not where it needs to be when it's supposed to be there. And he'll take it from you. He'll keep your gift, but he'll take the anointing. Whatever he's given you, he's given it to you for his glory, not yours. He hasn't given it to you for your convenience, for you to kind of show up when you want, do what you want, not do what you want. People, God is not about that. God is about a people who are obedient to him. That doesn't mean you'll be here every time. Thank goodness. Amen. The days are going to come when you won't be able to come every time. It'll be too full. And you'll have to know when you're supposed to, and when you're not supposed to. Because guess what? He already told me we're not getting a bigger building. So look around. This is it. Amen. We'll just have more services. We'll just have more people ministering. We'll just do what he wants. I'm so happy about that. I do not like administrative stuff. I'm glad this is paid for. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And it's comfortable. And I didn't turn the heat up much because I always burn up when I do this. All right. (laughs) Y'all wear coats. I get too hot. All right. This is the Kurt. And I will bring it forth as the Jehovah of hosts. Don't ever read that lightly again. When you act as if the enemy's winning, then you actually act as if Satan is a greater commander of demonic force than Jesus Christ is evangelic host. He didn't say his church is the Lord of hosts. Did he? No. And, and we're not gonna get to all this today, but on Tuesdays we're now doing more than we're doing a lot more of this kind of teaching to find out how does this work? Anyway, it goes on. Listen, this is so cool. It shall go, this curse shall go into the house of the thief. The Lord said the house in your government. It's gonna start in that house. It's gonna go in the house and the Senate of your government and where they're trying to steal this election. I'm not even thinking about the election, you guys, when I'm talking to him. I don't even know why he's showing me something out of Zachariah. I'm like, Zachariah? And I can go into some, how it got started, but I won't. I've had, I had a prophet come to me from Alaska. I was in a meeting of 3,000 people or so, and they walked all the way across the room. I was a whole other end, walked all the way over and said, you are gonna be a Zerubbabel. God had just told me to study Zerubbabel that week. I didn't know what it meant. Zerubbabel is talked about in Zechariah. And it has to do with having the plumb line of God, which is the truth of God and how to walk in that truth, and understanding grace. And having the faith to say, this mountain is not going to stand in front of me, it's going to be removed. So the Zerubbabel anointing is an anointing of loving the word of God, having it as a plumb line. Everything is dependent upon what that word says and how it says it, which also gives us the understanding that Jesus is the foundation and he has the only headship in the church. Amen. And then understanding grace. Well, I won't get into all that, but if you've ever heard my testimony, I walk in grace. Grace is God's supernatural empowerment to do those things that God has promised to do. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about receiving. I'm not, I'm a great receiver, amen? And that's not a football term. No, (laughs) I'm kind of small to be a receiver, aren't I? I don't know what receivers are. Are receivers small? Are they the ones that catch the ball and run? I don't know. But anyhow, (laughs) I know nothing about this stuff. I just know I've heard the word receiver before my dad's a football person. So God, God is telling us, you know, I want you to do this. So to have the plumb line, to have the faith to say, mountain, what are you? God, God doesn't say, mountain, what are you before the Lord? He says, what are you before Zerubbabel? God's raising up a Zerubbabel people who have faith to say, mountain, be removed. And you walk through trials to get to that. Because you've got to overcome little by little by little till the big stuff doesn't really bother you. Amen? If you haven't started that journey yet, start it. If you haven't started the journey, it's because you just hide out and, be, and stay normal. Normal as if you weren't walking with God's presence inside of you. Amen? He says, and, and so he tells me, Cindy, this curse is gonna go into the house of the thief into the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. Do you know most of those senators and all put their hands on the Bible when they swear in? They're swearing falsely by his name. Most of them are saying this is what God wants. This is God's thing. And so, and it's not only going there, it's going into the churches, it's going into homes. He's releasing this at this time. He told me this is the now time. Remember he told me it wasn't the appointed time for his plagues and the end of the world to come. And he said, this isn't my plague, so don't even buy that. It's okay. Part of the third world war, where China is more than likely a big player and the Muslim nations is I believe part of the death toll of any kind of virus and thing that's being released, just so you know. But 2.8 billion people are gonna die in that. So how many knows it's gonna look messy for a while? Doesn't say where they're gonna be at, doesn't say how it's all gonna happen. If I'm way over your heads, then fine, jump in, it's time to grow up, amen? And so we gotta understand these things are going to happen and they very well might be in our time, right? So let's be prepared. But recognize he is the commander. He is the highest. He is the highest ruler. That's what almighty means. And he's got this. So he says, I'm sending this. And it shall remain within that house until it finishes off that house. But when he looked at it, it's till it completely destroys what that house is up to in its stealing. So, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, let me go on. He says, then the angel who was speaking with me went out and said to me, lift up your eyes and see what this is that goes forth. And I said, what is it? And he said, I'm gonna read this in the, um, the Jewish Bible that I have. What is it? He said, this is the measuring basket that goes out. Now this is amazing. Listen to this, this is the measuring basket that goes out. This is their eye in all the land. It's satellites. It's the time of satellites that go up and can see into everyone's houses. They've just got done announcing in the news that the satellite now can see right through your walls in your house. This is a now word. It's coming from an absolute nobody, but that's fine, amen? Because the Holy Spirit is somebody. This is a now word. We are in this season where they just put satellites up that can actually see in houses. Now, if God hadn't just had me get this, Hebrew, this um, Jewish Bible the other day, because I just happened to watch something on TV, and, the Lord, and they were talking about this Bible is good if you're t- trying to convert Jews to, Chris- to Christianity. Well, I don't even try to convert Jews to Christianity because I don't know any. But I got this. And then when I saw that, I looked it up in the King James, and it means eye. Well, of course, they're not going to know back in Zechariah's day, what is this eye that's been lifted up in the sky that sees everything? And every one of us would right away think, satellites. And also, how many know, the eye in your little... uh, Roomba that I got, your eye in your Siri, your eye in your whoever else is talking to you. Your Everything is set up. If God doesn't rescue America, can you understand as Christians that the Holocaust has our name on it for the end times? Does everybody get this? Does everybody get, I get so like the people who say they're Christian and they're so asleep. Amen. They're so asleep. I'm hidden in Christ. I'll be fine. If he wants me to die for him, I'll preach dying. Amen. But he's trying to rescue our nation. He wants to rescue our nation. He wants a nation that's going to be light. He wants a bride to come forth without spot or blemish, which means we got to get rid of our idols. We got to get serious about the word and we got to quit our personality issues and get set free. We got to quit looking the other way to filth. And we got to quit participating in filth. Has anybody noticed how bold even the church has gotten in the last few months? How amazing is that? Wake up. Too bad we weren't awake five years ago. Ten years ago. We've been too much like the world to see what the devil was up to. But he's waking us up now. I believe he's trying to rescue us from what we already see our brothers and sisters going through in Iran and in China. They already have them in work camps in China, reprogramming their brains. They've already erased as if the Holocaust never happened, because the Holocaust was so unbelievably horrific. Does everybody understand when we submit to abortion, and act like it's okay in any way, shape, or form. We are feeding the demonic spirit of wickedness by giving them babies. That that's always been what Satan has wanted. He wants live babies, and then he wants people. He wants human sacrifice. Does anybody get this? This isn't kidding. We've all sat around doing our own things, and and even supporting people who are okay with this. You got the entire almost... um, black church who are born again in such a spirit of fear again to slavery and by in bondage that they're okay with putting babies in the fire as long as nobody ever puts them back in slavery and there hasn't been anybody in slavery for what 100 over 100 years maybe 200 years i don't know all the dates and yet they're willing more babies have died millions of babies have died since this virus hit the nations. Do you know was the U.S. that took a lot of the okay about abortion into other nations and we're supposed to be light? It's only God's mercy if he doesn't fry us. But he, I believe with all my heart, he's trying to wake us up to give us one more opportunity to be that light and darkness. Does everybody know if we choose not to, he will find somebody who will be it. You can study how it works in scripture. Prophecy only comes to pass when the people, all prophecy will come to pass. When it comes to places and individuals, it comes to pass when they agree with God. Nineveh would have been off the planet except they agreed with God. Does everybody get that? All this stuff, well, the prophets don't know what they're talking about. You better wake up and listen and quit judging them. At least they're doing something bless you. Amen. All right. This is their eye in all the land. Measuring basket has a lot to do with finances and economics. Behold, a lid cover was lifted and a woman was sitting in the middle of the measuring basket. The angel exclaimed, this is wickedness. Then he shoved her back inside the measuring basket, throwing the lead weight over its mouth. After this, I lifted up my eyes. Behold, I saw two women emerging with the wind in their wings. They had wings like the wings of a stork. and they I've never seen a stork. And they raised the measuring basket between the earth and the heaven. I asked the angel who was speaking with me, where are they taking this basket? And he said, they are going to build a temple for her in the land of Babylon. When it is prepared, she will live there in her own place. And the Lord put in my heart, the spirit of wickedness is trying to have its pedestal in the United States of America. It's going after Georgia. But let me tell you what, Monica, I had Monica who lives in Georgia. She's part of this ministry. I said, listen to the New Year's Eve teaching. Listen to what God released. Because God had us release this on Sunday night. I mean, whenever... Thursday night. Well, yeah, Thursday night. And, and I just read it, but I released it according to God's word. Amen. I released it according to God's word. And then I said, Monica, you have to listen to this. You're in Georgia. You have authority there. Well, she's been having a vision. And in the vision, she kept seeing a pedestal. And she knew she was supposed to knock down the pedestal, but she couldn't understand what was going on. So she listened to the, to the prophecy that happened on New Year's Eve. And she said, oh my gosh, I saw it. That's that pedestal that, and she said, she prayed and prayed until it shook and fell. Ho, right after that, you guys, all of a sudden it's getting out in Georgia that they're seeing that this, this thing isn't right, that these numbers aren't right. See, this stuff is spiritual. Anybody could see this. And, and even if you were here on, on New Year's Eve, um, And it was awesome worship and it was anointed, but they were talking about this is the plan of, you know, that the enemy's going to be his own setup. He's trying to destroy the Christians or the Republican. He's going to hang on those same gallows like out of Esther and this whole thing. But and they start praying for truth that 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 um, that truth would come forth. People, truth is out there. And the Lord said to me, they don't want the truth. They're not looking for truth. They don't want truth. This is no longer about expose it. It's exposed. This is now about stop those who are hiding what has been exposed. Stop those. And that's what Lord said. This is how you stop them. You release what I said in my word. If God wants to release a curse, how many know God can release a curse? How many know that's a new season? And you can see it all in the book of Acts if you want to be real, but we won't go there today. But the church has not entered that season to now. There's been some fake stuff. There's been some counterfeit. You don't want to do anything like this if it's not God, right? But all of a sudden, all these leaders are changing their minds. They're like, wait, we need to see this. What are they saying? Well, we want this truth out. We want people to hear it. We want to investigate it. We want to see it. Wickedness... I just want you to kind of get this picture. I know we did this New Year's Eve, but I was kind of rushing and excited on New Year's Eve. And I know one time in the anointing I got this and I don't know which CD it's on or DVD or whatever we have it's on. But I want you to understand the day we're living in in a way to get you excited. Okay? In a way to get excited. There are, there's basically... This is going to be allowed. It's in God's word. It's in God's plan. He is bringing forth a bride, his bride of holiness, a bride who is holy without spot or blemish. He wants the church to get into sanctification teaching like we've been doing. He wants people to get healed in their brokenhearted places. He wants to do the work led by his spirit, moving in the gifts to set a people free. Amen. Amen. And make her holy because he's holy. Who hates evil does not even get near evil. He's revealing what his bride is becoming. She blesses when she's cursed. See, we don't curse back because somebody curses us. We bless them. When we bless them, God takes over and actually says if they don't repent, he's going to put coals of fire on their head. I'm like, well, Lord, I don't know if I even want coals of fire on their head. It doesn't matter. That's not my part. Amen? My part. Why would he want me to, to bless when I'm cursed? Because he doesn't want me operating in demonic witchcraft and go back at someone with the same spirit coming at me. That's not the same as God saying, Now, I'm the commander of hosts. I am the big guy here. And we, gotta, we have got to root out this thing stealing And lying and trying to lift up its satellites and release wickedness on a pedestal over this nation. Does everybody see that? Isn't that powerful? Yes, I'm just as amazed that God would show me that as you are, okay? Isn't he funny? If he'll show me that, he might show you all some really cool stuff, amen? How cool is he? So I'm like, oh my gosh. So we pray and everything starts turning around. And, and so I'll give you, so the Lord was telling me after that, I was I stayed up till three that night. I watched the New Year's come in in New York, I mean in California. And the Lord put in my heart, he goes, you know, Cindy, I trained you to walk in this authority. You know, when you went down to the city to get your building, they told you they were not giving you a building. They would not give you a permit to open a church here. People, I had just bought a $500,000 building that was gonna need $300,000 of whatever Thad did to it. And, um, and they just told me, we're not gonna let you have a church there. They already told me that. We went down, they're like, nope, we're not proving any of this. Wasn't that a fun day, Thad? We walked out like, okay then. And what did we do? We asked God, what's in our heart? What's stopping this? And he showed me it was Freemason spirit shopping it, stopping it. Okay. Oh, gosh. I'll teach you on the horses next week, but it's really cool. Because the white horse is not just Catholicism. The white horse is also any false Christianity, which includes Freemason. Anyway, ho. So everything about those horses is to stop the bride from coming forth. Satan knows it's over when the bride shows up. He knows there's gonna be an end time harvest. Now, I'm not saying that I know this, I've just had this thought before. Jesus Christ walked in the apostolic and revealed it for how many years? How many years did Jesus Christ walk in the apostolic and reveal it? Three and a half. How many years is the first half of the seven years? So I believe God is preparing a people to walk in unbelievable amount of power like you see in the book of Acts and beyond for three and a half years. Now I'm sitting here worshiping going, I just don't think we're there yet, Lord. But but his grace can do whatever he wants to do fast. Amen? Amen? Amen. So God is going to have this spotless, powerful bride and the whole world is going to be looking at wickedness. Now, how, how can you say it's wickedness when they're talking about doing medical things to help everybody and to feed the whole world. Well, the same people who are saying, let's feed the whole world, are the same people who are sex trafficking kids out of India and the Philippines and all these places where they're poor. Now, do we really think for five seconds they care about feeding and taking care of those people when they're exploiting them? Because wickedness is covered up by what looks good to manipulate and confuse the people right so so that's why God's opening the eyes that's why well this is so good mm. wickedness says it's it's a right to kill a baby Because what? Because they made it so easy for you to get pregnant in a culture so full of filth and then tell you you can't afford it even though they'll pay you money anyhow if you keep it. I mean, it's like, it's like this perversion that goes on and on, but it's, but it's put out there as we want women to have rights. No, you want a wicked women who murder their own babies because of What? because they're sexually active in perversion when the Bible says not to? There's no one, thank God in this church, who would go and counsel some of our young couples who don't have a ton of money, who are looking at a lot of babies. We don't tell them, personally, we don't tell them, you gotta have as many as you can have. People, y'all can have a lot of babies, just so you know it. I mean, my mom had five in seven years. I mean, some of these people starting young, you could end up with 10, 20. That's what they used to have. That's all fine if you want to have that many babies. But I'm okay with you preventing that in ways that don't murder any babies. Amen? Where some people legalistically aren't. Well, let's just not be legalistic. But you see you see this unbelievable cycle of perversion. And do you know what's sad? Our perversion goes to the nations that look to us for guidance. To the Philippines, to Uganda, to India. If we're going to be the sheep nation when Christ returns, and we're going to have the light, how many know we got to clean up? So when God's releasing this, this curse, that's going to go into every house, that's trying to steal what God has for this nation. And every single place where they're using his name in vain and saying, this is God, what is that saying? Where they're saying, this is good. This is what God wants. While all this wickedness is happening. So the Bible says that this wickedness is gonna go on and on. Now somewhere Babylon's gonna fall in an hour and we'll try to find that in one of um, uh, those teachings we're doing. But somewhere that's all gonna fall. This isn't an hour. Sounds like a nuclear war or something. Wherever that, wherever that spirit ends up getting set up. I'm believing it cannot be set up on a pedestal in the US. I actually believe the opposite is happening. I actually believe that our prayer for, Penins- uh, for Pennsylvania that night, and we didn't know what we were praying for specifically, now we know. Ho! And I think we've prayed it since. If not, we'll pray it Friday. Ho! Ha ha! Whoa! Whew! Tuesday night's gonna be a prayer meeting, by the way. Because now's the time. Now, I'll, I'll end this very light, happy message. Uh, it is a happy message, right? You get a choice. Darkness is going to look as dark as it is, as evil as it is, as perverted as it is, and they are putting, and this p- people with the eye that have satellites that are trying to spy on everybody, control everybody, and see everybody is trying to put this spirit, the devil behind that is trying to put this spirit on a pedestal over the nation and call it ba- the spirit of Babylon. Christ has come out of Babylon. Does anybody understand what Babylon means in scripture? It doesn't necessarily has to mean it's in Iran, which is where Babylon used to be. Babylon in scripture is talking about a spirit of, uh, that, that thinks it can do better than God. Remember they built the Tower of Babel. What that meant was they are putting their minds together. They're putting their finances together. They're putting their gifts together to build their own universe and do away with God. How many know that's what globalists is doing same thing God brought it down before in the tower of Babel and he confused all the languages. Amen, but now how, how do how are the languages not confused anymore? The computer you can walk around something in your phone that tells you what somebody's saying. This is an exciting time because you can you're coming when the Lord says he's going to barf you out of his mouth or vomit you out of his mouth. What he's basically saying as the Lord of Hosts, which side are you on? Do you want that bride and that lifestyle and that called good wickedness? Or do you want a people who's been made holy by my spirit? A people who's been set free by my Spirit, a people who know me, walk with me, and love me. Not legalism; it brings death. I'm talking about. Does anybody feel sorry for me because I love God and love hanging out with Him and love to live a sinless life? And when He convicts me of an attitude of sin, I repent quickly, and I hate even being in any kind of sin. Do, do you sit there and say, "Oh, what a boring life"? If you do, come with me on the mission fielders. So, I have anything but a boring life. How many would say, "Since you really gave it to God, your life is not boring anymore"? cannot even be bored I asked the Lord last night after he was teaching me some things for a couple hours I'm like can I just do something that doesn't take a lot of thinking like watch HGTV <laughs> and he's like yeah so I watched hg I, I watched love it or list it until 12 o'clock at night then he started repeating and fell asleep somewhere in there I'm not promoting that if they have an episode where wickedness is promoted I turn it off okay I don't want to see that stuff. But let me tell you people unmarried, even if they're male and female, is wickedness. I mean, people unmarried sleeping together is still wickedness. We don't get to pick which wickedness we're going to flip off. Either we're going to turn off wickedness or we're not. And how many know it's been a great, wonderful year that Hollywood hasn't done anything? Amen. <laughs> Only God could do that. They're all starting to wonder, they spend their money way faster than they have it. Y'all gonna see some palaces going on California for sale. they, they crack me up anyway. I'm not being mean, they're like, they're million. They just won the lotto. You've watched that dumb show. They won the lotto. They're buying houses smaller than mine because they're buying them in California. I'm like, if buying a $200,000 house makes you a millionaire, then dang, I'm rich. But I am rich, thank God, amen. I've just said it's so funny some of the you live like this with so many taxes and everything that your house is a mini house. In other words, we can't live in a mobile home. We have tiny houses. They ain't as big as a double wide, but we won't talk about it. You know, it's like so much pride is like, they've taken all of our money. They've taken, we got to pay three times as much for gas. We got to do this. We got to, and believe me, if we don't win back Virginia, which I believe we won. And I believe it's going to come out. I believe it's going to come out. That curse has been released in Jesus name. Amen. How many are kind of excited about what Friday nights are going to look like around here? Whoa. Amen. But make sure your hearts are right. Before you even try to come and move in the deeper things of God, I'm just telling you. Now if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.